Welcome, everyone, to Burgess Power Hour, and we are here the night before Thanksgiving, and we are talking about family at the holidays, kill them or eat them, right? So this seems to be a pretty good uh, topic of all of us getting together for any kind of holiday or any kind of moment when we come together with friends and family, and a lot of things can happen with that. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and mute you guys and listen. I'm going to put you on mute, but you can unmute yourself anytime. We've got people from all around the country and maybe all around the world I haven't heard yet. But those of you who are listening to the recording or live, yay, get your paper ready and your pencils ready. And we're going to be taking some notes and I'm going to be asking some questions and giving you a couple of tools that you can use. And first of all, I just want to wish everybody in the United States a happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we are so blessed to give thanks for so many things in our lives all around the world. And so I just wanted to say that first of all. And I'm very blessed to have you on this call and to be able to I'm in Indiana right now so I'm half I'm I'm not in my normal Atlanta area so I'm in Indiana with a lot of my relatives and family so uh it's been an interesting dynamic so far so I can really speak to what I'm going to talk to you guys about <laughs> so uh without further ado I'm going to go ahead and mute you Now, when you want to speak or ask a question, and as you know, those of you who've been on my power hours, you know how this works. I like people talking and having collaboration and doing experiential stuff. So uh, I will be giving you a bunch of tools that you can use, and then one of the tools I want to work with somebody live. So uh, just be ready, or if you have a question, feel free to buzz in. And all you have to do is hit star six. Just hit star six, and that will mute. It'll bring you back in, so I can hear you, because I have muted everybody, so you can be doing what you need to be doing with any background noise. So, just welcome to the fact that we are all here together. Uh, really, for many of us, uh, Thanksgiving and the holidays coming up is a time for getting together with family, and what that can mean. Uh, the reason I called this, you know, family kill them or eat them, because sometimes that can family can really bring up stuff for us sometimes, right, from our subconscious and from our past. So I just want to talk about the triggers that you might experience or that you may have in the past and some other things that come up for people around the holidays about feeling lonely and about feeling like uh, missing people who have passed on or uh, not not being able to be with their families and that type of thing. And then those who are with their families, um, a lot of the old patterns can emerge. Uh, that you may have grown up with that may not serve you any longer. So that's what tonight's about, and it's going to be exciting. <laughs> and I have some, I'm sure you guys have some real live examples of how this works. So the thing I want you to understand, and go ahead and write down any notes, because I'm going to talk kind of fast, but if you need me to say something again, or if you have any questions, remember hit star six, and that will unmute you. Okay? So, um, the first thing I want to say about it is I want you to be thinking about right now, just think about people in your past or people in your life that are in your family, mainly your family. You know, friends can trigger you as well. But let's think about our families. And let's write down, if you could write down any people in your past that have triggered you before that might still be, that are still alive, that you might see or not see, uh, during these holidays, 
okay? And just kind of write down maybe some people that you know have maybe, what I mean by trigger you, you may have have some kind of upset with them or maybe you've had an out with them or you know they always make you feel X, Y, Z that doesn't feel good or they always bring up the past and, you know, bring up the same things and the patterns that you've gone through in your life. So just kind of have these folks in mind if you can think of anybody as you go through this. So what happens when we come together with family and even close friends that know us really well, there's this subconscious uh, dynamic that happens that really can't, we allow people to affect us. And most of the time it's very subconscious, but we kind of go back to our family of origin. When we're with our family of origin or when we're with people that remind us of our family of origin, who we were raised with, people that we were raised with, um, sometimes we have communications that are challenged, okay? Sometimes we might feel different, uh, and maybe we are different, and they treat us the same way that they treated us when we were little, or we're treating them the same way uh, that we treated them when they were little, if it's our children or, or grandkids. And so everybody has different ways of communicating, right? So these old behaviors can come up. So we get to look at it right in our face about these behaviors that might just come back and haunt us again. So just be mindful and be present of these reactive types of behaviors. So some of you might feel like uh, you're two years old again. You know, if, you go, if you're with family, and you're right back there being a two-year-old and they're treating you like that or there was a trigger maybe sometime in your life as you were being raised uh, where you felt not good enough or you felt like you had to defend yourself or you were afraid to speak up and tell your truth or even some of you might feel codependent. You know, you start enabling everybody. You know, maybe you were the star in the family where you had to try to make sure everybody was happy. Uh, maybe you're the codependent person that wants to make it, you know, just I'll do anything to make the peace in the family. And then there are the enablers, the ones who enable people with bad behavior for fear of retribution or fear of being scolded or fear of, you know, actual violence from their past. And then there's people, maybe this triggers you, do what I say, not what I do. And maybe they get to look at your life and decide and judge <laughs> where you are. Or maybe you judge yourself, you know, when you're coming back to your family. And maybe you wanted to be a doctor and all of it, you know, you're not a doctor now. And so there could be those self-judgments still going on and those ashamed feelings that family can bring up. So, for, for instance, my family, in my family of origin, I was raised on both sides. My family, how they showed love to me was they would make fun of me. And when they made fun of me, that was their terms of endearment. That's how they could prove they loved me because if they didn't make fun of me, I thought, well, they don't love me. If they're not paying attention to me and making fun of me, then I'm, I'm not loved. So when I was growing up, being made fun of was endearment. Now, for other families, it's kind of weird, right? It's like, what do you mean? But for me, 
and and that has been my whole life until I found out that pattern. And I realized that's what was happening to me is I was seeking people to make fun of me so that I would feel loved. And I would be self-deprecating so that I would feel loved. Okay? And I still do that to some extent at times. But it's a behavior that I, that I have found through many years of doing this work uh, with Essence of Being and all my bubble talk stuff. It's just, you know, I have patterns too. So... Uh, hopefully we'll be able to identify some of the patterns that you might have and the differences, right, between responding to your family in a certain way and reacting to them. So we have these innate responses that are knee-jerk reactions because of our triggers. So when we get triggered by somebody says, you know, pass the salt during Thanksgiving and then all of a sudden then all of a sudden what happens is they trigger you and then you cannot, you're frozen. You don't know what to say. And then you just start yelling at them, okay? So here's the thing about that. When you have different responses, you can respond as opposed to react, which means just be present, okay? Be present, which means they may try to push your buttons, and they may hurt you because, remember, the ones that hurt us most are the ones that are closest to us because they know how to push our buttons. So instead of reacting to somebody button pushing, you can just observe. So my suggestion this holiday season is be observers. You just kind of observe yourself and decide, uh, am I reacting or am I responding? And I'm going to observe without invalidating myself. In other words, don't let anything come into your emotional space that feels painful. Now, I don't mean push everybody away. There's a way to do that, okay? There's a way to just kind of observe and not let it invalidate yourself. And let me explain how this works. It's about projection. Think about projection. We have what happens with a lot of people is they project their own pain and their own fears onto other people, and we do the same thing. And we start um, believing certain things about our lives that these people represent. They remind us, perhaps. Because whenever we're together with our family, most 99% of the time, there's a lot of love present. There really is love present, even though sometimes it may not look like love. And they've projected their own fears and pains on us, and maybe we've done the same to them because we don't want to look at it ourselves. But when there's a lot of love present, everything unlike love comes up for the purpose of healing. So just remember that when there's maybe something that comes up for you to look at when you're speaking with your family during these holiday seasons or your friends even, when there's a lot of love present, it really does push up everything unlike love for the purpose of healing it. Now you can choose to allow that to heal or you can choose to allow that to keep you in a reactive state. Because, see, we have an imprint. We imprint on our family. When we were younger, okay, we have an imprint of what, an, of what a parent looks like, what an adult looks like. We have an imprint of what our children look like when we have kids. There's an imprint that happens. And we totally most of the time subconsciously go right back to that space of imprinting. 
just like in nature, you know, the baby birds imprint. They know where their mom is. There's a, a special, unique imprint that we have. And it's emotional, not just physical. And it can be spiritual, too. So I want to remind us this holiday season to, as much as possible, be in the love thought system. Because you're either in fear or you're in love. And you boil it down, that's pretty much it. You're either in a fear thought system or you're in a love thought system. Now, there might be people in your life that try to throw guilt at you, and you catch it. You're a guilt catcher. Okay, so if you've got people that are throwing guilt at you and you catch it, guess what? They're going to keep throwing guilt at you because you keep catching it. And that's called a shame catcher. Now, that's a fear thought system. It is not a love thought system. You are not in love when you're allowing shame to come up because someone throws guilt at you. I promise you, if you stop catching the guilt, they're going to stop throwing it because it's not fun just to play catch with one person. So just be mindful and just kind of notice, am I catching a lot of shame from this person or am I throwing the guilt? Maybe I'm the one throwing the guilt and throwing guilt around and people are catching it all around me. Just be mindful of what you're saying and what kind of thought system you're in because A lot of fear thought system, people would rather be right than happy. And just kind of notice, is that me? And so the easiest way to change your fear thought system, meaning that you are in that fear-based feeling, I've got to be right, I've got to be right, just kind of the best way to shift that is just say, hey, you know what, I choose to be happy. I choose to be happy than right. What's more important, being right or happy? And I always ask that question in all of our Essence of Being programs and everything we do. <laughs> a lot of people say, I'd rather be right, damn it. So just kind of just notice, is that you? It's like, you know, I've been told I've been wrong all my life, so I want to be right. And guess what? That is why people have such a drive to be right. It's because they have a subconscious belief system that there's something wrong with them. I have a question, um, Burge. Sure. My question is, um, one of my family members would rather be right than happy. I'd rather be happy than right. So when she insists on being right, my happiness dissipates and I just go down the ladder. And then I lose happiness and then I wonder what happened to me. Okay, great, great comment. So here's what happens in that dynamic. You are allowing her, you're giving her your power at that point. She can be, she can rather be right than happy. That's her choice. But you always have the choice to maintain happiness. Her, your happiness does not depend on her being right or wrong. Your happiness does not depend on her. And her, so you are not responsible for her being right or wrong. So that's what I mean about being an observer. In other words, don't let it come into your emotional space because what you're doing is you're absolutely allowing her to crab you. And I don't know if you know what that means, but like it's in a, if you're in a, uh, a bucket of crabs, you ever see those crabs trying to get out yep. of a bucket? Yeah, so most of the crabs will either A, try to cra- grab that crab 
okay, who just wants to be happy, wants to pull them back down because they're so unhappy, they don't want you to be happy, so they're projecting that onto you. Or they're trying to get out too. And by them trying to get out, they pull you down too. So you just have to remember in those moments, my suggestion is to, you, you always have the choice. When she's rather, she'd rather be right than happy, all you have to say is, you know what, that's her choice. I choose to be happy. I choose to be happy right this moment because I don't have to be right. I'm going to let her just be right and I'm going to be happy because that's more important to me. So it's an absolute conscious choice to not allow her to take your power. Does that make oh. sense? Oh, that is beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome, honey. Listen, just play with that and see what happens because it will raise your vibration. It will keep your vibration in a place of, I choose to be happy no matter what they say. You know, I, they're, not, they're, not the, they're not the boss of me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you could absolutely play in that space and watch what happens because when you start raising your vibration, it's interesting what happens in the dynamic. The one more, one positive vibration of allowing appreciation in a family can raise that up, can raise that vibration up so high, okay, that a lot of people want to be there because you have to understand everybody wants the same thing. They really, really, really do when it boils down to it. And all the travels around the world that I teach all these people, no matter where they come from, no matter what religion, no matter what, if they're gender, no matter what political thing they go into, whatever it is, everybody wants to be loved, everybody wants to know that they matter, and everybody wants to make a difference. They want to know that they had a purpose here. So just know that you are innocent. All of you are innocent in your knowing of who you are. And guess what? If you see them as innocent children, just wanting to make a difference and just realizing and identifying they're in a lot of pain and they're wanting to project that onto me, you always have that choice of saying, okay, project it onto me or not. It's your choice. So that is a response. That's not a reaction. When you make a choice and how you feel and how you communicate, even if they're attacking you, even if they're, they don't feel good, they're trying to bring you down with them, my suggestion is take responsibility for your thoughts, your beliefs, and your actions because... All of us, we are not responsible for other people's feelings. We're not. So the minute you start blaming other people or shaming yourself or making excuses, okay, that's when everything falls to crap, right? You go what I call going below the line. And what that means is nothing really changes. And everybody feels bad. So the best way to get out of that is you say, you know what? I choose to take responsibility for my own thoughts, my own beliefs, and my own actions. Therefore, I choose to be happy. I choose to know that I deserve love and appreciation. I choose to have my authentic self show up. I know I'm innocent. I'm creative, I'm blessed, I'm powerful, I'm loved, and I'm in a loving environment, even if it's just within my own heart. And I'm perfect, just the way I am. So appreciation is a big key here. 
if you can appreciate who you are and rise above all that other stuff, right, and it raises everybody's vibration, which is kind of cool, but that's not the object. The object of the game is you raise your vibration, and that's all you're responsible for. But you can bring up other people around you that you're speaking with just by appreciating them. When you look at them, think of one thing that they do that you, that you can appreciate about them. You know, they passed, they, they, they made some pecan pie, okay? Or, uh, you know, they made coffee. Or they came all the way out here to visit. Or, you know, I appreciate that my, you know, my son is... Uh, a doctor, or whatever whatever it is. You can appreciate something, at least one thing about each person. And when you look at them with that appreciation, and you share, you can even share that with them, which might blow people, you know, might blow them away, but that's okay. You're raising the vibration. So I'm going to give you some, does that help everybody help there, I hope? Oh, yes. Okay, good. Thank you for that. Um, so I'm going to give you some tools um, that you can use. There's a bunch of tools that I'm going to give you how to do this. How can you raise your vibration and how can you appreciate your way to be happy with all of these old behaviors coming up, especially around our family and our friends and these times. So one of the tools is you can, if you know you're going to go into, um, if you're going to go into a home or go into a place this is true for any time, by the way, you can put yourself in a mirror so that you're not going to allow anybody's crap to enter into your space, okay? Now, this is a technique where you can be totally authentic, be totally loving, be totally innocent, be totally open, be totally allowing. However, you are creating it so that only only white light, only good things, only positive, only those types of things you want in your space and in your emotional surroundings, okay, will come in. So what you do is you put yourself inside a mirror. And what I mean by that is you just close your eyes and you take a deep breath and you just imagine yourself inside a mirror. And that mirror is looking out. So in other words, that reflective surface is facing out. So when you put yourself inside that mirror, and that goes on top of your head, on the bottom of your feet, and all around your body. And that mirror is reflecting out so that you're walking around in this mirror. It's not a shield. It's not like nobody can feel you or you can't feel them. It's just that you're not allowing anything that can hurt you or that feels negative to you come into your space. It'll just bounce off. It'll reflect off of your mirror. And it really works. It sounds hokey, but it really, really works if you do that. And you'll notice, just have fun with that tomorrow, Thanksgiving, or whenever you're with family, or with your friends, or with your coworkers. <laughs> Anytime you feel like, okay, I want to be authentic, and I want to tell my truth and be real, and I don't want to get hurt, and I don't want to be judged, and I don't want to remind myself of, you know, what I haven't done in my life or judging myself. Hey, so that's sure. Yeah, this is Malcolm. Yeah, uh, just before you started talking about the mirror there, about acknowledging someone. Some years ago, I acknowledged my mother for being a wonderful mother, and that really uh, moved her. 
And then when I went back to visit my family earlier this year, it was such a different... Um, it, was, it was a wonderful time because I acknowledged my sisters also. And so it just made the normal so-so, so-so kind of relationship, but it, it put some spark into everything. It put a spark in the whole environment and relationship. And yes. That's awesome. That is awesome, Malcolm. No, that's awesome. You're using the tools, honey. So you are as you just graduated from our mastery program. So you're a master at this now. So awesome. And it does it really work. It really works. That is so brilliant. And by acknowledging or appreciating and telling them whether they believe you or not is not important, but it did, right? It shifts the energy. It shifts it. It makes it different. It's all of a sudden there's a crack in the <laughs> – there's a light that comes in, and they you get to tell your truth without fear. And so telling telling your truth with compassion is so key. That's one of the elements. That's one of the uh, tools I'm going to give you that I just gave you. Tell your truth with compassion. And that's brilliant, Malcolm. So you're a, a shining light, my dear. And I'm glad that it worked for you and continue to do that. Yeah, because out, out in the world, you know, people don't get acknowledged, you know, for some, something they do or just being who they are. So it's, uh, it's, like, a, it's like a spark. Perfect. I love that. Ex- thank you, Malcolm. Thank you. It's excellent. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> so continue that. And I think it's brilliant. And some people are afraid to tell their truth to their family because they never have, right? So remember, if you're going to tell the truth, one of the best ways to do that is you say these words. For me, the truth is. If you're having a conversation with your family and friends over the holidays, just say, you know what? For me, the truth is blah, 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 blah. This is how I feel. Because they may disagree with you, but they cannot argue with you that that is not your truth. So it's a really great way to lead into a conversation and say, you know what, for me the truth is this is how I feel. And and then acknowledge them, absolutely acknowledge them for who they are and, and find even if it's one thing you can appreciate, you can say it to them and it makes a difference whether they respond immediately or not. It does make a difference in your own heart. So ask yourself, when you're going to communicate with anyone, ask yourself, will this serve to say it? Will this serve to say it? In other words, is this going to serve anybody if I say this? And then you ask yourself, well, who is it going to serve? If the answer is yes, it's going to serve. And then you ask, well, who is it going to serve? And then you ask, well, how? So let me give you an example. I might want to say, you know what, you really hurt me to somebody that, you know, I haven't said my truth to before. Will that serve to say it? Yes. Who? Me. How? Well, it can make me feel better it can make me feel like I am telling my truth when before I was told I don't have a voice. And you always want to speak from the highest good for all concerned. That's the thing that I always say ahead of time. Whatever I say, whatever I do, before I even have these power calls, before I do any of the workshops, I always say, look, 
Let me be a vessel. Allow me to say the highest good for all concerned. Let me choose the highest good for all concerned. That's how you tell your truth with compassion. It may hurt people. It may not feel good. It may not, you know, be the best thing that they want to hear at the moment. But you can say it with such compassion that they're going to hear it on some level. And really, in my opinion, it's really not about them anyway. It's about you getting into your own heart and telling your truth and not being afraid. Not being afraid to speak up and have a voice because we need you. We need you to tell your truth. We need people to stand in their power and to play big. I have so, a and it starts, it starts with your family. Pardon me? I have a question on that. Sure. If a family, if you grow, and um, I try and do what you say, and if you grow and the other person is stuck in the pattern, and even using mirrors, talking in compassion, at what, uh, at what point do you say, I can't do this anymore, and really it's time to exit the relationship? Because well, it's always it's always your play, choice. It's always my choice. It's always, always your choice. It's always your choice to say I exit from the relationship. But here's the thing: uh, my suggestion is now it depends on what kind of relationship you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's kind of hard to exit from you know your mother or your sister or your brother or your daughter. It's hard to actually totally. You can say, I'm not going to speak to them ever again. But, you know, that doesn't really hold the highest good for all concerned because you have a gift for them and they have a gift for you. Now, I'm not saying you have to suffer through it because you always have a choice. So there's always four things. You've got four choices in any relationship. You can either try to change the other person, which we know doesn't work, Okay. You can suffer, which we know that, you know, that's not the highest good for all concerned because you don't want to suffer. You can choose to get out. But here's the thing you got to know about that. When When I say get out, you can remove yourself from that relationship. But if it's something within you that it keeps showing up, if you haven't healed it, it's going to show up in someone else. If there's something within you that you have not healed, it will show up in someone else. So the fourth choice is to heal yourself, is to change yourself or shift something within you. And when you shift something within you, everybody around you starts to shift because they cannot respond to you the same way because you are not the same way. So I always say the fourth, the fourth one is the best. You know, the fourth choice is the best. Shift something within you because it's a two-way street, right? I mean, relationships come up for a reason. Remember what I said. Everything unlike love comes up for the purpose of healing when you have a lot of love around. When there's this connection that you have with someone, it's always going to, it can bring up everything unlike love. But you have a choice to either heal it or not. And most of the healing has to be within yourself. And maybe you don't know what that is. So here's, I'm going to give you another tool that you can use on, on how to do that. 
And many of you may have heard this. It's called the Sedona Method. It's very easy, very simple. So who am I speaking with that was just talking? Margie. Margie, okay. So Margie, where are you calling from, Margie? Boston. 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 Okay. So I'm going to ask you these five questions, and I want you to answer me as fast as you can, okay? Okay. So I want you to think about that feeling of that person. Just think about that person. So what is your now feeling about that person? What do you feel right now? Sinking. Okay. Can you allow it to sink? Could you allow that feeling? Um, I'm afraid of a deep rabbit hole. Okay. So can you allow it? It's hard, but as well, I'm on the phone with you. I can. Okay. Can you let it go? Oh, I'm still holding a little bit. Oh, say, could you let it go? Um, not the second. Okay. Would you let it go? If I could, yes. When? I have to breathe. Okay. When? I don't know. Okay, so what is your now feeling right now? What do you feel right now? Um, I'm so afraid of bottoming out in that rabbit hole. That, that um, Okay, okay. so could you allow that feeling? Yes. Could you let it go? Yes. Would you let it go? Yes. When? Now. Good. Perfect. So that's... That's how it sounds simple and easy, and it is. And, honey, I know that there's a lot that goes on through that, but that's called the Sedona Method, and those are the five. It raises your vibration very quickly, and it usually doesn't take very long. Now, that doesn't mean that you're not going to feel something again ever again, but when you do, you can use this tool. And the questions are, what is my now feeling? And then you say... Could I allow it? And then the third thing is, could I let it go? And the fourth thing is, would I let it go? And the fifth question is, when? And you may have to go through it more than twice. You did great. Margie, going through it just twice to getting when now. Because <laughs> sometimes it might take a little longer, but you always end up in the same place. When you, Would you let it go? Yes. When? Now. And now can mean now, can mean now, can mean present time, right this minute. Because sometimes we have to call, we have to just call our fears out and say, you know what, I heard you, and I heard you, Margie, say, I don't want to feel it. You know, I'm afraid of it. I'm going to sink down into it. It's going to be this hole. So as soon as you recognize that, as soon as you said that out loud, and as soon as you said, all right, that's, I can allow that. So as soon as you allow it, then you have the possibility of letting it go. Then you have the possibility of would you let it go. So it's a really great tool to use. There's many, many tools, clearly, but that's one of the great ones to use to get you through something like that right now does that help oh it helps a lot and i think just to take it one more step is um when i've gone into that rabbit hole i literally don't feel my legs and feet and because you brought me through that the way you did 
I let go and and consciously thought of my feet at the same time so that I'd have some grounding and I wouldn't space out, if that makes sense. I love that. You love that. I love that. That is perfect. That is perfect. And see how aware you are? You're so aware that that's what you do. So just talking about it, oh, no. I, I, I don't even feel my feet when I go there. And so by actually, you made the, you made the perfect, uh, you used the perfect word, conscious, okay? You made the conscious choice to think about your feet when you were doing that, and it grounded you so that you could ground yourself into that knowing, yes, I could let it go. And would I let it go? Yes. When? Now. So that grounded you so that you're not floating into space in the unknown. I get it. That was awesome. Oh, thank you. I don't even, I don't even smoke cigarettes, and I want to have a cigarette after that. That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to do a happy dance. <laughs> That's right, because you'd rather be happy than right. You'd rather be happy. Do your happy dance. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's perfect. Thank you, Margie. Awesome. So that's this is great. So those are that that is a really really cool tool for all of us to use called the Sedona method. Okay, and that's a real quick one. Another one I'm going to give you is actively listen. Listen to yourself. Actively listen to what people are saying. Because a lot of times we're not present. We're not grounded. Like Margie, you know, we're not, our feet aren't hitting the floor when we're afraid or when we're in fear uh, of retribution or even sometimes just being there. Sometimes we, we daydream. We're not even there. So actively listen to what people are saying. And kind of, if you can, what I mean by that is, don't judge what they're saying. Just be an observer. That's, that's the word for tonight, observe. Okay? You can be totally feeling and emotional and loving and all the things and having fun or whatever, but observe people's behaviors and actively listen to what they're saying because they are in control of their feelings and their thoughts and their behaviors and they are not your responsibility. Their feelings are not your feelings. Their thoughts and their behaviors are not yours unless you take it on. And you have the choice. So don't bring their feelings of unworthiness or their thoughts of judgment or their behavior of throwing guilt into your space. And that means, actively listening means, be present. And I am very present when I'm with my family in that I know that, that, if, that if they're making fun of me, that's an old behavior. It doesn't serve me any longer, really, to have them. Be, and, I, and I have to say something. So now, if they make fun of me uh, at all, I have to let them know that that doesn't feel good anymore. I know that they love me, and I know that that's an endearing call. And I call it. I said, I know that's an endearment. And that's what we were all raised with, but it doesn't work for me anymore. It doesn't feel good anymore. I love you no matter what, and you love me no matter what. And so let's not beat each other up just to prove that we love each other. So I've had to actually speak it. And once you bring it to your awareness and other people's awareness, 
at least you're being authentic and at least if I'm doing it with a compassion, it really does make a difference and they don't do it anymore. They're, they, they get it. And also just watch your, when I mean be present and observing, watch your tone, watch your body language. And when you're speaking with your family and your body language, just watch your tone and your body language because body language really is the most impactful way of communicating. And when you take our essence of communication, you'll understand more about that. But most of the time, if you have a t- you just kind of watch your tone, how you say something, and watch your body language. And then you can observe, are they freezing? Are they running? Are they wanting to fight? It's that freeze, flight, or fight response that we will get from not just our family, but everybody. So, you know, when people feel the heat sometimes and they feel like they're getting, getting, getting kind of heated, sometimes people freeze. Sometimes they run or shut down. And sometimes they want to fight. So just observe that. Be, be mindful and observe. How do these people play? Do they freeze? Do they run? Or do they want to fight? And once you observe that and you can notice their behaviors, okay, then at that point you know if you push them or if you continue to add fuel to the flame and fuel to the fire, instead of uplifting them or instead of acknowledging them, as Malcolm said, or instead of appreciating them, just know that their responses can be freeze, flight, or fight. So what the kind of response that you really want to feel is, I'm assuming, you want to feel loved and appreciated yourself. And you know what? The older you get, I've noticed, um, the more it means to me to just really be authentic and really be with people, especially my family, because you never know. You never know when's the last time you'll see them. And the older you get, for me anyway, that comes up for me a lot. This might be the last time I see them. And do I want my last moments with these people to be a positive experience where I feel good about myself and I know I've I've added value and I know that I've said the highest good for all concerned or not? Or do I want to just allow myself to be pulled into that spiral, that crabbing, as I was talking about? And so those of you who might feel alone during these holidays and feel sad because it brings up loss and maybe some fear and some pain and those types of things, this works for you too. And what I would suggest you do is look at yourself in the mirror and see that innocent child that's in there, that innocent child full of wonder. They're still there. They still want to be loved. They want to be communicated with without judgment. And so demonstrate to your little inner person, your little innocent child within you, demonstrate to them what it looks like to be loved. Demonstrate to them how to tell the truth. 
And how you do that is you can do that with other people. When you're visiting with family, you can demonstrate to your little kid inside of you how this works. You can have that appreciation, have that acknowledgement, ask yourself, is this going to serve me or them? Is this the highest good for all concerned? Am I telling my truth with compassion? And that feeds your own innocence. So even if those people don't want to hear it, even if they don't understand it, even if it doesn't make sense, even if you feel they don't deserve it because of whatever reason, okay, look at them as little innocent children. See them as innocent children just like you. Because like I said before, all they want is to be loved. They want the same things you want. They want to feel important and that they make a difference and that they matter. So when you visit your family or if they come to see you or if you're friends or when you're with someone, just be present, connected, whole and complete and do not be looking to them to validate you. If you start looking for your family and friends to validate you, you might be disappointed because that's not their job. That's not their job. Okay? So if they're trying, if you're saying to them, please validate me, please fill my hole because I feel like I'm not a whole person, you might be disappointed because guess what? They have a hole and they don't feel like they are a whole person. So they've got their own hole to fill. So, again, when you talk to people anytime, stop looking on the outside for validation of how powerful you really are and how important you really are and what you really, really choose because you have control. You have absolutely control over your own thoughts and your own beliefs and your own actions. You do. Take this opportunity to tell them what they mean to you. And if you're not with anybody over the holidays, look in the mirror and tell that little person inside how much they mean to you. And tell them how much you appreciate them. Love them because you never know. So hopefully these tools can help all of us this, this whole holiday season and any time, really. But it's always an interesting case when we come back together uh, with our friends and our family during these holidays because it gives us a moment to, to really take that opportunity to, to really give thanks for who we are and how blessed we are. Does anybody have any questions or comments? And I want to tell you about some things that are coming up next. And if you do, you can hit star six, and that will unmute you. I have one comment. Okay. I think this is, your advice is wonderful. I think this is a great example of what I heard recently. Have any of you heard of the new serenity prayer? The old one is grant me the, let's see, Courage to change the things I can, 
serenity to change the things I can't, and the wisdom to know the difference. And the new serenity prayer goes like this. Grant me the courage to change the one person in the world that I can, the, let's see, the courage to change the one person in the world that I can, the serenity to accept the people that I can't, and the wisdom to know that one person is me. I love that. Oh, my gosh. Who, who's speaking? Who is this? Anita. I, mean, I didn't say this. Hi, Anita. That means the courage to change the one person that I can, the, let's see, Courage to change the one. No, wait. God grant me the serenity to accept the people in the world that I cannot change, the courage to change the one that I can, and the wisdom to know it's me. So the advice that you're giving us is an implementation. You know, the, the, that improved to me. It's a more empowering serenity prayer. It's nice, but it just goes in one ear and out the ear until someone like you shows us how. And that I, that is what I want to thank you for by showing us how to empower ourselves. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. It is my purpose. And who is this again? You said it was Anita? Anita, yeah. And where where are you calling from, Anita? Long Beach, California. Long Beach, California. Okay. I guess it's not too cold there. (laughs) So I was just out there last month. Okay. The freeways are terrible. The average speed is about 25 miles an hour. But I just really, I appreciate that. That is really a gift for us. Thank you for sharing that with us. I love that. And I definitely, I'm going to listen to this recording so I can write that down and use it. Uh, So thank you for that. That is awesome. Thank you for all the ideas because I've heard of the Serenity Prayer decades ago but haven't thought of it until you mentioned it today and the power of it. Awesome. So play with that, and thank you for that, and I'm going to use it um, because I love that. And it definitely plays into what we're all about with Essence of Being as well. So just so you guys know, on my next power call that I'm doing is December 19th. It's always the third Wednesday of every month. And the one we're going to be doing next month, December 19th, is the most magical gift you are innocent. So we're going to talk about gifts because it's December and about how you can find your innocence again and maintain that. So you are your most magical gift. You are innocent. So that's what we're going to be playing with next month. And I can't wait to hear. I would love to hear from you. If you email me, burge at essenceofbeing.com, and just let me know how it went, you know, over the holidays with these tools or anything like Malcolm was sharing about what things he's used. I I love hearing that. I'm always the last to hear about these things, but if you would, that'd be awesome. And that way you are definitely, you can be on our Facebook pages, Essence of Being, uh, just look up um, Essence of Being on Facebook. Uh, And we have groups and we have pages and we have Bird Smith Lions, of course, and I have always on my Tuesdays and Fridays if I'm not teaching or flying somewhere. I'm doing my Bubble Talk Live, my Facebook Live, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard, every Tuesday and Friday if I'm not flying or teaching, okay? So that's at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard, and that's at my Bubble Talk Live Facebook that I do for 15 minutes, and it's really fun because you get to see me, yay! And 
we're talking about all of the different things that come up for people because uh, I pull my cards, Essence of Being cards, uh, and we talk about all of that. So the one thing that I'm really, really excited about for next year, I'm just going to remind everybody, maybe for the first time I've told you this, but we are starting and launching our brand new Conscious Leadership Academy, and it's starting in January. So if you go to essenceofbeing.com slash forward slash essenceofbeing.com forward slash conscious dash leadership dash academy. So it's essenceofbeing.com forward slash conscious dash leadership dash academy. It'll give you an idea of what's involved in that because what we are doing, and those of you on the call and those of you who are going to listen to uh, the recording, we are building this global movement, the global movement for conscious leaders empowering others to create a win-win world. So next year, it's going to be a whole nother world of conscious leaders coming together just like you, whether you're a leader of one or a leader of a family or a leader of a business or a leader of a tribe or a leader of thousands, doesn't matter. That conscious leadership within you, we need you. We need you to step up and play big and step into your power and know that you do make a difference no matter what you do, no matter who you're with. And this is a year-long membership that we're offering next year. It's brand new. But the information, the experiences that you're going to get includes Essence of Being. So if you've never taken Essence of Being, which is our flagship workshop that I've been doing for 25 years and been doing this kind of work for 37, well, 38 years now, it includes that. It includes the Essence of Being workshop. It includes Essence of Abundance workshop. It includes Essence of Leadership. It includes Essence of Communication. It includes Essence of Relationships. So if you have any inkling that being a leader in the world is important, meaning that I'm a, I want to really improve my communication skills. I want to improve my relationships with myself and others. I want to improve my abundance flow. My, create, my creative flow, my cash flow. I want to learn how to really step into my power and have a purposeful life, even more so. Up-level your game no matter where you're at. Up-level. So we invite you to join us in this membership, which is going to kick ass, I have to say. I'm saying a bad word. Ooh-ooh. But it's, gonna, it's, it's awesome. And we already have a lot of people who've already joined the academy. They've already joined the membership. And it's a lot of online things you'll see. If you go to that site, you'll see it. A lot of online learning, but also uh, face-to-face learnings. Because if you know me, I love experiential, and we are longing for that connection, that human connection, that heart-to-heart connection. And so we give you many opportunities to do that. And if you can't come to one of the one days that we're doing, we record all of those so you'll get to see them and still be a part of the membership academy. So it's a combination of live events in person, live events online, and then a lot of things we'll we'll be giving you throughout the entire year that's going to help with your relationships, your communication, your leadership, and your abundance, along with essence of being. So it's going to be... I'm, I'm excited about it. We're launching it. It's brand new. 
and just come join us because we're building this conscious movement, this global movement of leaders, because it's time. It's time to create a win-win world. So check it out. And if you want to be on our mailing list, you can, uh, you're already on our, if you registered, you'll be on our mailing list and you'll get our newsletters and all of that. Um, because I'm not, be, I'm not going to be doing another live workshop until, uh, February. So all my other things I'll be doing will be online starting in January. But I can speak to you anytime. And I'm going to unmute you all. Let's see. Okay, I'm unmuting everybody so we can just say hello. We don't want to say goodbye. We want hey, to say hello. Happy, happy, happy holidays. Thank you. Happy, happy holidays. holidays. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thank you, Birds. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Thank you so much. Thank you, Birds. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Happy hey, Thanksgiving, Bird. everybody. Hey. This Thank you, Birds. Susan was hey. here for mastery. She said she had a great time. Oh, of course. Hi, Larry. Yes, definitely. Susan, she's a master, so watch out. <laughs> well, yeah, it's going to be a challenging set of holidays. You know our story. Well, but, uh, let's I always let's enjoy let's listening to your tools and putting yeah, them in use. Yeah, use the use the tools, honey. Use the tools all as well. Yep. Well, thanks. Hi, it's good for all talk. concerned. You're welcome, honey. You're welcome, and I'm glad to hear from you and everybody else. And I wish you all the most happiest Thanksgiving. Thank you all. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Bye-bye. Gobble, gobble. Bye.